All right, well, a whole lot has happened since we last spoke to y'all on Friday. A whole lot of baseball played at Coors Field. Some of it good. All of it entertaining, Kevin Parker. And, and before we start our Blue Jays talk today, I've got an apology to make. And the numbers are 416-870-0590, star 590, triple eight triple six zero five ninety. I've got an apology to make. But I'm also going to take credit for something. I've spent so much time since we've been doing Blair and Barker in this show, Kevin, telling people that what other people think of your minor league system is the most important thing. Doesn't matter how you value guys. If when it comes to a trade, the other organizations look at your organization and go, eh, it really doesn't matter how you value your players. But at the same time, I've also said that all these minor league rankings, who's the number one prospect, who's the number two prospect, who's the number three prospect, they're, they're all subjective. So I'm going to apologize to whoever the hell was responsible for Spencer Horowitz, Ernie Clement, and Davis Schneider. I, I'm just going to apologize. Kevin, without these guys, they're not half a game out of the wild card spot. They're just not. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they definitely don't take two out of three. They probably don't win today, right? It's it's early Clement putting on the the pickoff play and twice. actually twice yeah, actually well actually keeping the runner at second base by doing that little fake tag thing too. It's baseball IQ. I said this, and I'll continue to say it. Dudes that are fighting to stay in the big leagues do elite things in elite times, and this is sort of what you're seeing, right? You're seeing Spencer Horowitz, who you know we've heard some good things about, but you're seeing it up front with the quick stroke and the control in the zone. That that's a big deal, right? You got to get an account. You don't want to try and do too much. You stay within yourself. You have a fluid. Uh, good finish to your swing. When's the last time you ever seen a left-handed hitter for the Blue Jays take a 2-0 fastball, backspin it to left center field? I watch every single day. I don't see that. I'm a, you might see some rollovers and an occasional backspin ball to right center field, but it's rare that you see a dude with a fastball count take a fastball that's left-handed and drive something with some backspin to left field. That's straight. Right, occasionally you'll get that little out and around. You get that fade to that ball to left field, sort sort of like Dalton Varsha did with the three the three one count swinging at the fastball. It's got a little run away. That's not a good swing decision. the The swings decisions today were not real good. They were so bad in my mind they shouldn't have won six to five. But to your point, you had some dudes that were having some some at bats that in key situations that you need to have and. Whenever you do that, because, hey, now all of a sudden you start thinking that you're a big leaguer, you start looking like a big leaguer, you start acting like a big leaguer, all of a sudden start getting hits like a big leaguer, and you force the manager's hand to, now they have to play these three dudes. Like, even when everybody's healthy, you're trying to find spots for them. Like, you've you, you got to yes. get them in a the lineup somewhere. I'll tell you what, Kevin, this is, this is how far we've come. And, again, the numbers are 416-870-0590, star 590. One triple eight triple six zero five ninety. The Jays have one six five. If you're driving home from the cottage, give us a call. You're stuck in traffic. You're not going anywhere. Trust me. Take a look at the guy to the left. The guy to the left of you, he's not moving anywhere. Four one six eight seven zero. And if he's not, you're not. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety. Star five ninety. Trust me, I've been there. 
one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Also, shout out to Spencer Horowitz for saving Alejandro Kirk's bacon on that back pick um, in the ninth inning, which I I have no idea what the hell was going on there. But Spencer Horowitz got over quickly, blocked the ball. Um, that could have been disastrous for the Blue Jays as well. Kevin, the Jays gave up four home runs to Oakland and won a game. It's the first time they've won a game. Sorry, the fifth time in franchise history they won a game when they've been out homered by four or more. They got some hits with runners in scoring position. Since August 1st, the Jays, guess what? They're the best team in the majors with runners in scoring position and two out, for example. So they're 5-2 and two now through these games. Do you like where they are? Half a game out. The out-of-town scoreboard today could not have gone more favorably for the Blue Jays. Even Tampa Bay is losing now, I guess, the or has lost. The flip side of that is Boston has won. But the out-of-town scoreboard couldn't have gone any more favorably for the Jays. They're a half game out. Jansen's probably done for the year. I'll tell you, when you go for second opinion to hand specialist, it's hardly ever good news. Uh, Jansen's out. Uh, Chapman's still out. That may be helping. Bichette is uh, is still out, although we're understanding that he's doing some baseball activities now. Uh, I, I mean, what do you think of where they are? Uh, look, would, would you rather see him in a playoff spot? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the question will be is how long can this last? Can the guys that were called up, you know, can, can Ernie Clement – continue to play decent shortstop and get a big hit occasionally can Spencer Horowitz look like he you know looks like a young Todd Helton to me that's the first time ever whenever I saw him take the 2-0 uh, fastball to left center field the first name that popped in my mind for whatever reason was Todd Helton now I'm not saying he's going to have the career no, but I know the what power mean. that he has but just yep. the way sort of he starts the way he cuts himself off his, the way his finish looks he just for me whatever reason looked like Todd Helton David Schneider uh, Look, I, I thought he should have pinched it in the fifth for Kevin Bishop. Thought he should have I thought he should have started today. Bishop. I don't know Absolutely. why he wasn't in the lineup today. Yeah, I mean, what, that's what we're talking about. I, yeah, social you, media was aflame today because Davis Schneider wasn't in the starting lineup. Do you think that was going to be the case in May? Do you think yeah. so, Davis Schneider would be trending because he wasn't in the lineup? Yeah, why would you want to do sit in the last seven days hitting 360 with two homers? Why would you want that in the lineup? Well, maybe Look, but, maybe it was a, a load management day, Kevin. But it worked out, right? They're they're sort of, I guess, pulling the right strings. They're they're winning these tight games. But you can tell whenever uh, pitchers come in the game, you can tell it's taking a toll on them mentally, physically, yeah. mechanically. Like they're forcing their way through. Whenever you see Romano's fastball velocity all over the map like that, he's fighting something, right? And and throwing a, yep. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's all over the mechanics, the the falling off, the mental part of the grind of, you know, just trying to force your way through having success is not always the easiest thing to do, but they're grinding through it. That's a word, right? The swing decisions for me need to get a lot better. The grind for the pitching staff is there. They're going to do whatever it takes to give them a chance to win. If somebody can continue to get the big hit, Spencer Horowitz, Santiago Espinal had a pinch hit, RBI double, which is huge. Look right down the middle. Don't mm-hmm. overthink it. You know, mm-hmm. don't chase something inner third, outer third. Look right down the middle from a lefty. When you get it, don't miss it. It's simple. It's baseball 101. If they can continue to do that, yeah, with the teams they're facing, you know, you want to run into the last 15 games of the season with a chance. Looks like they're going to have a chance. 
416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590, a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk. 6-5, the Blue Jays have beaten the Oakland Athletics. They're 5-2 and two in this run of uh, uh, 12 games that we thought would be would be telling. Julian, what's up? Uh, not much, Seth. Thanks for taking my call. It's great to chat to you guys. I love the banter you guys have every day. It's something good to listen to getting on the Metro, and Thank I you. appreciate you both that. Uh, yeah, I just want to speak on uh, just that, what you're leaving, just before what you're talking about, David Schneider not being in the lineup today, and then the decision to pinch hit him in a two-out, no-one-on position. And then also uh, Schneider's uh, decision to putting Garcia there. I believe it was in the seventh, so yeah, I think it was. Um, and just overall, I just want to send a shout-out to those AAA guys and Espinal, who have been coming up pretty big in the last couple last couple games so i just want to share it before for those guys um yeah i'm gonna hang up now and listen to your guys uh answers and thanks again thank you julian kevin i know that uh we talked off air about jimmy garcia i'm gonna let you answer that uh and, and the davis schneider question as well um pinch hitting davis schneider for who was it for ernie clement uh in the ninth inning and then yeah, having have... and then replacing mason mccoy replacing him with mason mccoy yeah, the McCoy Sorry. thing makes sense because he can field sure. it. He's a, he, he's a very good defender. And he's going to start who, the next inning. If you go to extra innings, he's going to be your runner. So Yes, that makes sense. I mean, he's playing shortstop. That that makes perfect sense. I have no idea why David Schneider's not starting the game. He's got, sitting 360 the last seven days. Who has any idea? Raise your hand if you do because I don't. I don't have an answer for that. Jimmy Garcia thing, look, again, this gets back to we have no idea who is – Unavailable. I can take a guess down there just because of how people have pitched. Uh, Trevor Richards threw 34 pitches a day ago. Uh, what Cabrera, because it's uh, two righties and a lefty, he ain't coming in in the seventh inning. Obviously, he was available. Hicks doesn't look like because he pitched two out of the three days. Green, because he pitched yesterday, he ain't going to pitch because of coming back from Tommy John. Jackson, you want him for the top of the order instead of the bottom of the order because of the way Jimmy Garcia's secondary pitches look. They're floppy. They don't have a lot of break to it. You can tell whenever you throw back-to-back ones and a dude goes back Lake City on one of them, you're trying to grind your way through it. Here again, this gets back to this thing where we can't throw our hands in the air. We have to remember they won six to five. It ain't mattering how it looks. And again, we have no idea. I guess there. I'm I'm pretty good at educating guessing when I can just look up who hasn't pitched and who has pitched and how much they pitched. And you can tell just demeanor when the cameras pan down the the right field line of how they're looking and when they're available. Most you of the can guys tell you can tell when dudes know they're not available. Absol- absolutely. So if Jimmy Garcia, because of the way he's looked his last couple outings, is available and other guys are not, if you're John Snyder, you're figuring out pockets to get through it to where he's going to help you. And just so happens it was the seventh inning because at the bottom of the order, just so happens he gave up a homer. They won the game. I think that's all it should matter. Should matter. I said that should matter. Jim and Hamilton, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Gentlemen, good day. Edge McCabe, love it, Kevin. Edge McCabe, love it. I still question Ross. Why did he trade away two pieces, whether they were low pieces or not? They were still chips in the kitty for DeYoung when the trade happened before Biggio was injured, worked out well for him, when they could have brought up the boys from Buffalo.
begin with instead of trading two chips away. I question Atkins in his ability to make correct decisions. I look forward to your comments, gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we've been really critical of that. I, I have no idea why that trade was made. Um, I think both Kevin and I are on the same page here. I, mean, I understand. Uh, I, I think at the time there might have been concern as to how long Bo would be out, and they, you know, they wanted a guy with a bit of a with a bit of a major league track record. I don't think. I mean, who knows? I was going to say I don't think they'd ever miss the guys they they traded, but I mean that's we we just after what we've seen from the dudes from Buffalo, we probably shouldn't say that. I, I just thought that they they they. They believed there was a chance Bo was going to be out longer, and they wanted somebody who'd been there before, who'd played shortstop in pressure situations. And, you know, they got rid of the dude, and they brought these guys up. So I, I don't have a problem when a general manager makes a trade that doesn't work out and then he addresses it. Like, I'd have a problem that Paul DeYoung was still in the organization, but I don't have a problem, Kevin, if a guy makes a trade, it doesn't work out, and, and they go ahead and address it. I I just don't. Yeah, DeYoung's a, a major league defender. Nobody had any idea that he was going to come here and go two for a bazillion. Did you have any idea of that? I didn't. And look like I kind of figured he would, hit. yeah. Yeah, it looked like he's never hit before. Nobody ever thought that, right? So I kind of thought. I he think would. that I think that was the goal. Yeah, you're kidding. I think that was the goal, no, right? Not. Is to is to bring in a a really good defender who you're not going to miss a beat there. You put him eighth or ninth, and hopefully he gets a hit every once in a while. And you know, again, nobody had any idea that Ernie Clement would you know be able to do the things that he looks like he's able to do. Again, this is sort of. What you're looking is your fingers crossing that Bo could hurry up and get back. And while he's gone, the boys can sort of fill in the blanks and beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Remember that. Supposed to beat. I, I think we we can't forget that. Like, they're playing some of the worst teams in baseball. And it's, not even cl- it's not even close. So, yeah, hopefully I, they can continue to do that. Yeah, I think that's the point our next caller wants to make. Billy and Mark. And what's up, William? Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's a good thing I didn't call in yesterday. Uh, I, I probably would have been banned for a lifetime. Uh, after- <laughs> I'll decide who's banned for a lifetime, my friend. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere near that. I'll leave it alone. Uh, everything was said that had to be said on that. I just hope. I just hope when we get to the playoffs, and we're going to get there, guys. I just hope if we get beat in the playoffs, please do not do something stupid, Vladdy. Just if we get beat, I'll tip my hat to the other team, but don't do something dumb like like you're known to do listen guys seriously all you know all respect to the guys that have come up from buffalo and, and i agree with you um uh jeff uh they had to make that trade for Dion. we didn't know these guys were going to do this yeah. and, and i'll judge these three triple a guys when the good teams come in i'm glad what they're doing now they're saving our bacon we're, we're just barely beating bad teams but but everybody's losing to these bad teams so it's not like it's not like uh you know, we're getting lucky, and and I'll take it. You know, I'll take it that we're getting lucky. But um, my, my God, uh, you know, we got Texas coming up, and and this is this is when we I think we put Texas away. I don't think Texas is that good. I just hope we get the other guys back. But um, I, I mean, my God, and, and Jordan Romano, could you please have a one-two-three inning once in a while? I mean, that 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 would help. There was something that I, I wanted to bring up, guys, and I've lost. Yeah. I totally lost my train of thought, but. Um, um, 
you know, we take like, like you say, Kevin, we take the win, uh, and and we and we move. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Uh, okay, this is what happens when you play bad teams. Not only are the players bad, but correct me if I'm wrong on this, guys. Why was that play not challenged at second base? The, the, Great the, point. The guy, the guy, the play where the where, where the runner got picked off. I yep, thought he. Yep. I, I thought he was. I thought he was in. He looked. At, he looked over at the uh, bench to challenge it. They did nothing. And then in the last inning, listen. The one thing that you can do is run on Romano. Phillips can run like a gazelle. Why are you not sending him? Why are you letting us hit into a double play to, to uh, or you guys to hit into a double play to get us to win? I mean, I'll take it. But Phillips should have been going on first pitch. Should have been uh, going. Kemp, you're talking about. What's that? Who are you talking about going on the first pitch? In, in, in the uh, after after Oakland scored two runs, right. Oakland scores two runs uh, on on the home run, and uh, Romano walks the walks the leadoff guy. Yeah, Tony oh, Kemp. Oh, oh, Tony Kemp. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Tony Kemp. Why was Tony thinking Kemp? Tony, you were thinking Tony Phillips, weren't you? Tony Phillips. That's what I was. You thinking. were thinking. Admit it, because I'm on the same page, man. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff, I've said it a million times. Me and you. The mind starts to go when we get a little bit older. <laughs> That's right. As long as the mind's the only thing that goes. Uh, thanks for the call, Bill. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Kevin. I I made a note here in my scorebook. I'm surprised they didn't challenge either. Now I only saw one. I will say this: I only saw one camera shot, uh, and I thought he was safe. I thought he got back in, but um, that didn't take the A's long to say they weren't going to challenge it, which made me think that they must have had more. Uh, you know, they must have had more camera, more angles than we did. But I, my first reaction was he was safe, that he got his hand I, in. Jeff, I, I will never judge the khakis. If the khaki says he's out, he's out, buddy. 416-870-0590, star 591-888-666-0590. There's a whole lot of good news on the out-of-town scoreboard. As far as the Blue Jays are concerned, this is one of those... One of those days where things kind of fell into place. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get back to your phone calls. 6-5, the Blue Jays have beaten the Oakland Athletics. This is Blue Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Time now for the Major League Standings Watch, presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. Oh, it was a good, good, good day in the wild card race for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, take a few more days like this, I think think everybody would. The Houston Astros beat the Texas Rangers 13-6. Folks, it's the Astros, it's the Rangers, it's the Mariners, it's the Jays. It's Boston. Those are the teams you got to worry about right now. Forget about Tampa. Houston beating Texas 13-6. Now, I haven't seen an update on this, but there was a play in that game. Ryan Stanek, the Astros reliever, one of the key parts of their bullpen, appeared to seriously injure his ankle running over in a play at first base. Haven't heard anything more than that, but that's something certainly to keep an eye on. Uh, ben Wagner referred to it during the uh, play-by-play of uh today's of today's game so the houston astros beating the texas rangers the cincinnati reds beating the seattle mariners 6-3 boston they beat the tampa bay rays 7-3 so as we look at the standings 
at the wild card standings because we're not going to bother looking at the AL East because that's just kind of at this particular point in time pointless. Mr. Barker's Blue Jays are half a game back of the Texas Rangers. Houston is a game up on Texas. Tampa Bay is six and a half up. The Jays have one more loss and two less wins than Houston. The Jays are one behind Texas in the loss column. The Red Sox are 72 and 66. They're four and a half back. This is all you need to know about the wild card race. Houston is six and four in their last 10. Toronto six and four in their last 10. Boston's four and six in their last 10. Texas is four and six in their last 10. Seattle's six and four in their last 10. Kevin, nobody, nobody is really, and, and again, it's, it's early. It's, it's Labor Day. But nobody's really kind of staked their claim to, to the second and third wild card spots yet. And I kind of thought we might see that this weekend. But, you know, you look at Houston. They go into New York. They get swept. Then they go into Texas and beat Texas. And I've watched a couple of Texas games lately. And, I, I, man, I, I wish Toronto could play Texas right now because Texas has got some issues. Yeah, their bullpen's not real good. It's it's – you know, Boach is trying to piece that thing together and, and throw a bunch of names against the wall, and hopefully he picks the right one. Like, it's he's having some troubles doing that. Uh, yeah, for me, all of those teams you mentioned are all about the same. Uh, like, one, one, one mm-hmm. team has an issue doing something. The other team has an issue doing something else. Like, there's no team that's a complete team, right? And I think that's why, till the end, they're all going to be bunched together, right? Yep. The, the only good thing about that is some West teams are playing each other, and the Blue Jays get to play the Rangers. Like, that's a yep. beautiful thing, and it's right in front of you. It's that team that just says, okay, we can go on a – I don't know, seven and two, eight and one, you know, nine and two run. One of those things I think would do it, separate yourself from the other teams. But who's that team going to be? Maybe it's the Blue Jays. Maybe just because those young dudes are coming up, they're hungry. They're wanting to get the big hit. They can't wait to do it. Maybe that's what they needed. 416-870-0590, star 590, it's Blue Jays talk with Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. We're here until eight o'clock. You are Chris. You're on the four hundred. How's it? How's it going out there, Chris? It's going great. How are you guys today? Good, man. Good. Uh, listen, um, I just have a couple of quick questions, and I'll hang up and I'll listen to you. Um, one: Are you guys as scared about this first four games of this quote easy stretch of games as I am? You put up. Like, uh, Colorado was competitive in every single one of those games. Oakland was very competitive today, albeit they've won four out of three. I'm still not comfortable about with all of that. Um, and my second uh, uh, question slash comment, I've been really gnawing at me for a while. The Jays, I mean, I don't know the, all the ins and outs of their contracts, but I think for the most part, the starting rotation anyways is under contract for 2024. It's in 2025 where things get a little dicey about who's coming and going. If the Jays put up another offensive year like they did this year, what does that mean for either retaining talent like Gosman, Barrios, Kikuchi, et cetera, or attracting new talent? Who's going to want to come here if they put up seven strikeouts in seven innings and lose every game three to two or two to one? Yeah, I appreciate the call, Chris. Drive safely. Uh, you know, we've we talked about this. I mean, I'm looking at, Kevin Gossman is around for another, how many more years is Gossman around for? Three, I think. 
three more years. Yeah. Uh, sorry. He, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. No, he isn't. He's around till the end of 2026. So what is that? Yes, three more years. He's around mm-hmm. till the end of 2026. Jose Brios is here for around the same time. Chris Bassett is under contract with the organization through 2020, uh, 2025. So I, I'm not worried about the starting rotation. Now, 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 I will say this. Talk to me. Talk to me next spring when we see what's up with Alec Manoa. Um, if Alec Manoa can come back, and I'm not, even if he doesn't come back, even if he comes back and isn't the guy he was uh, when he won the Cy, or when he was a finalist for the Cy Young Award, I just want him to come back and basically be able to contribute. We know Brandon Barrera and um, Ricky Tiedemann in the minor league system. Ricky Tiedemann seems to have been able to get it together a little bit. He's just got to stay healthy. Bottom line, I'm not worried about the starting pitching going forward. I'm not worried about the bullpen going forward. I'll turn it over to you about the games against the Rockies and Oakland. Before I do that, I am going to say this, though. Um... I was most concerned about the Rockies series mm. compared to the Oakland series or the Kansas City series. I was most concerned about the Rockies series because, you know, they've, they're a team full of guys who the Rockies are counting on in the next couple of years. They're, you know, Oakland doesn't have a lot of prospects on their team. Uh, Kansas City's got some prospects, but Colorado was loaded up with their prospects. That's the series that concerned me. Plus, it's Colorado. Yeah, I don't know suck. how you feel, Kevin. Them, 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 them teams stink. Like I, I think that's the only, that's the only easy way you can say it. If you don't go in there and beat yourself, like the 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 game they were up five nothing that they lost, they beat themselves. Like the the Rockies didn't beat them; they beat themselves. They make the plays they're supposed to make. They have better at bats. They're going to win that game. Like it's and they should have swept the Rockies. They they and, should sweep the A's. The A's are a double A team. Like I I don't mean that in maybe a that's bad why you're Clement and Davis Schneider and those guys are having such success because they're playing double A and triple A teams right now. Ah, uh, maybe I, I, I'm not going to look at it that way because I was trying to be one of those. And how dare you say that out loud? I was one well, of those guys that I you 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 take what's right in front of you. If a dude's going to throw you an elevated two O fastball, you take that two O fastball and hit it to left center. So I'm going to say that they should beat these teams most of the time. How's that? John Schneider says Jordan Hicks, Tim Mesa, Trevor Richards, Shane Green were all unavailable today. There's your answer to those Chad of Green. you who were. Isn't that what I Chad said? Chad Green. Yeah, yeah. But that's John Schneider saying that. Schneider just told yeah. reporters those guys were unavailable. Uh, he was also asked about Biggio and Espinal's performances. You know, I think when we are, you know, fully operational, you know, you can pick and choose your spots. And when you're not, you know, you got to really just rely on players that are really good. You know, Cav's been a really good player for a long time and um, obviously big day today. It says a lot about how they work, how they prepare, um, you know, especially lately. You know, the message was everyone's going to be ready, you know, at any given time. But, um, yeah, I think it just goes to how they're preparing, really. You know, Cav's been doing it all year. SV's been doing it all year. Um, but SB really lately, I think, has kind of, you know, taken that role and, and run with it with the way he works and prepares. Um, so, you know, you trust him when you, when you are putting him in, in spots. So it's just a credit to them. Yeah, Kevin, talk, let's talk about those two dudes. You know, Biggio, we have our, our back and forth about, uh, about Biggio. But I'm interested in Espinal, too. Um, you've made this point that being a bench guy, is the hardest thing to do in baseball. Being the no guy question. that comes off the bench to pinch hit, it's the hardest thing to do in baseball. 
Ask, never, ask David Schneider. Ask yeah. David Schneider how hard it never is. Never mind when you when you become that guy after you've made the All-Star game. Whatever you may think about the All-Star game, the fact is Santiago Espinal was at the All-Star game. Yeah. That approach today seemed, you know, this seemed a lot like the approach we saw from the Jays in that series against Boston. Go up, look fastball, make good contact on the fastball. Yeah, I think it's location more than anything. The people I've talked to around the team, some of them have said, well, what, what if you have trouble hitting the fastball? You, then you can't look fastball all the time. And I went, well, makes a little bit of sense. But I can always look my location. If I like the ball in, why do I swing the ball in? It's like Alejandro Kirk with the with the bases loaded and you swinging an O-O slider on the black away. When's the last time you've seen him take a slider on the black away and hit it hard to right field? Rare. It's very rare. Why would you swing at it? It's those kind of things. So, yeah, Santi, I think for me, any he has made a little mechanical change when it comes to just trying to shorten everything up. The leg kick used to be a little taller, like he would kick it a little higher. He ain't doing that anymore. More Now more it's just a little bit of a raise instead of a kick, which why he's done that is is when you don't play, you got to get it down. You got to get athletic. You got to have good rotation. You got to give yourself a chance. That's the word, chance. The more chance you have, the more buy-in you have, the more mental fortitude you have, the better chance you have of being a good big leaguer and staying in the big leagues longer. And good for Santi. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. The Blue Jays have beaten the Oakland Athletics 6-5 in front of a sparse crowd in Oakland. I guess that probably goes without saying. 940 will be the first pitch tomorrow night. 307 will be the first pitch of the, the uh, third game of this series on Wednesday. And uh, Kevin, I'm coming I'm coming over to your place tomorrow night to watch that game. So roll out the cot, my friend. It's going to be a late one. Doors Nolan, will be locked. Uh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt about that. Just leave the light on in the back. I'll climb in the window. Nolan in Saskatchewan, you've got questions about Alejandro Kirk. Hey guys. Yeah, um, I do have concerns. I'm I'm not pro Kirky, unfortunately, and I think with Jano getting hurt, uh, I don't know that he can handle the staff for the next, you know, four plus weeks until the season's over. I know we have Heidemann to back him up, but I just don't think he handles the staff well other than his guys. I think that really showed with Yusei Kikuchi the other night with uh, Jano being out, and I think that's why Kikuchi struggled. So I don't think he has um, the acumen to to hold it out he just about threw the ball away today and he's struggling at the dish you know and I don't know if he's the answer so to speak and secondly I would just mention that if we know we're going to lose Chappie does we do we do something to move mountains to sign and try to make a deal for like a Jose Ramirez from Cleveland and just love to hear you guys' comments about it and love the show cheers thanks man I guess maybe you could trade Vladdy for him. I, I don't know. Hey, hey, um, hey. Watch Jose it. Ramirez. Not Jose, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hang on, hang on. Now, Jose Ramirez has got, uh, he's, I think he's got a pretty sizable no trade clause. I could be wrong yeah. about that. Jose Ramirez wants to stay in Cleveland. Absolutely. Um, you know, we know that the Jays tried to get him away from the Guardians a couple of years ago. That didn't pan out. Jose Ramirez. I've said this for the last two years, and Kevin, I think you agree. Jose Ramirez would be the perfect guy for this lineup. There's not a there's not a hitter, there's not a hitter. Thank you, Show Ali, our producer, saying there's a full no trade clause for Ramirez. There you go. Thanks, Show. 
Um, but there's, I don't think there's a hitter in baseball that would, that would, other than Shohei Otani, there isn't a hitter in baseball that would better fit this team. Kirk is an interesting question. I'm not worried about him handling the pitching staff as much as I'm worried about whether or not he will wear down at the plate, Kevin. And I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but Alejandro Kirk, unless he's homering or doubling, is almost a liability for this team offensively. I he 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 just is, and I I think listen he apparently he, he's a very good pitch framer. I get that. I think because of pitchcom now, they'll figure it out. I don't think that's a problem. Uh, yep. I do think I, I you know I do think that. I'll put it this way: If Alejandro Kirk doesn't hit, I think John Schneider may decide. You know what? If I'm if he, I'm not getting the offense from him, maybe Tyler Heineman matches up with one of those guys. Because if I'm not getting offense, I'll take the guy that's going to do that. I'll, I'll let the other guy catch. It. This, this, this is for there's a couple things to unpack there. The last seven games, Alejandro Kirk's hitting 364. He's got six RBIs. He's got eight hits. He's eight for 22. He scored five runs. It's pretty good. Let's give him credit where credit's due. He's had three walks, three punch outs. Just for me, the 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 uh, swing decisions today with the bases loaded that's atrocious. Like you just you got you could. Just grabbed him by the throat and step on it, and you had the at-bat that you had there. Mm. He's had a good week. Give him credit. The Yusei Kikuchi start, for me, <clears throat> that was more of him forcing location, meaning I would rather miss big than barely miss and give up a home run, and that's why you saw pitch counts go up, walks go up. Uh, the stuff just didn't look like the Yusei stuff that we're normally used to seeing. I don't blame Kirky for that. I just think it's you go into a place where everybody's telling you, like Jeff Blair, you know, you can't walk around without an oxygen tank. You can't do anything because you just don't live there and you're not used to doing it. It gets in your head and you think you have to go outside the norm and do something you're not used to doing. I'm going to think for me what what I saw, that's for me what it looked like. I think Kirky will be fine behind the plate. I just think it's that one at bat. It's those wanted bats in a game. I don't care if you see him go first to third or second to home. We're yeah, over You're never going to see him go I first want, to third unless it's I a home wanna, run, Kevin. I want to see him with the bases loaded and one out, hit a BB line drive up the middle because he took a pitcher's pitch and got the one down the middle that he can do it with. That's what I want to see. Uh, I'm surprised and thankful that uh, – we didn't have anybody call up and talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. today and uh, the little thing we saw with John Schneider yesterday when Vladdy didn't uh, run out that double and um, social media was aflame as a result of that. I was upset. A homer. I, I was upset. Um, but, you know, and then people automatically came out and said, well, why doesn't John Schneider bench him? Look at that lineup today. Why, If, if John Schneider had benched Vladdy Jr. today, be calling for his firing like benching Vladdy doesn't quote unquote send a message to anybody there there's a time to deal with Vladdy and the time to deal with Vladdy yeah, is at think, the end of the season I, I, that's the I, way was I, told, at it. I was told it was dealt with after the game it was dealt with that's I, that's, that's what I was told end of story period and that would have never happened again I this I Look, I'm with everybody else. This time of the year, your best player's got to look like your best player because the other best player is not playing. Like, he's hurt. 
So you got to be the best player uh, optics-wise and performance-wise. And we just haven't seen that consistently from Vladdy. So, yeah, I'm with you. Just sort of when, when it starts falling, it's, it falls. And every once in a while, a grown-up's got to raise their hand. And I think John did that after the game. And it's taken care of is what I was told. That home run Vladdy hit in Colorado, is that more like the Vladdy you want to see? I, I think this is what I think. I'm going to be nice about this. I, I think that Vladdy – to hit home runs like that, has to be looking in that spot. It's not good enough to be looking middle away, get a fastball middle in and down, and be able to react to that physically, mechanically, mentally, and be able to hit a ball that hard. I think right now, from what I've seen and consistently will tell you, that everything has to be right. I got to be looking there. I got to be looking for that pitch. I got to be on time. My gather has to be on point with good separation, the hands can't move down as much as they normally move. Like, there has to be a lot happening. That's why you see the big separation between one home run and the other is because a lot of the times it's just not there. He's thinking one thing, the mechanics are thinking and going another way, and everything sort of falls to where it's a bloop single to right field. So, long-winded answer is, yeah, I'd love to see that. But until, in my mind, he makes a mechanical change, and I don't think it's a tweak. A tweak is something nobody can see. And if I can't see it as a hitter, I probably can't feel it. I think it has to be a change. And until then, I think we're going to see this up and down Vladdy where people get frustrated and, quite frankly, don't like to watch him play sometimes. Yeah, I, that's really well said, and that's why I said I think whatever the issue with Vladdy is, um, this is what you got right now. It's all about winning games right now, and whatever that issue is, it's something that's going to have to be addressed in the off season, uh, and and you know hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it will be, but um, yeah, it it uh, was not a good look, but I just think we need to, I, I think we need to sometimes, we need to pull back our horses a little bit here. I I don't want my manager sending messages on September fourth. When my team is a game, a message. Out. no, exactly. You can't. I, I can't. I can't afford. Huh. And and you know, first of all, I don't know what message would be sent. I, I'm sure everybody in the dugout understands what happened. I'm sure everybody in the clubhouse knew what happened after the game. Um, I, I just think we need to be like. There's. Listen, I I think Vladdy has had a disappointing year. I think it's the type of year that really makes you question. Uh, what you think of a guy in terms of is he really one of the you know, one of the elite players of the game? I've said this. Is he Scottie Pippen instead of Michael Jordan? Maybe he is. That's it's not the worst thing in the world, but maybe that's where we are with Vladdy. But I think you need to have a little. You have to use a little common sense here. And uh, as I said, you can't bench a guy when your lineup is is the way it is right now. And hell, the Jays won. They're half a game out. Parker gives it the fist bump. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. New and used vehicle prices are rising and inventory is scarce. Avoid the hassle of buying prematurely by making your vehicle last longer with Crown Rust Protection. For a special summer offer in rust protection, visit crown.com today. <laughs>